0: table is set. The world is ready. All work is done. So what now? Now it's time to welcome him in. Hi, I'm Rifki, and you are listening To Aleph all over, where we learn to live Geula now. This week's Sicha Summary is dedicated in honor of you. Honestly, every single person who's listening to this should have all the brachas they need, the clarity, the joy, the abundance, the health, and anything else in between should come to you b'schus learning Hashem's Taira. If you would like to dedicate a future stich, a summary, or DOS discussion, it would mean so much and help this continue, please email over at gmail.com. Don't forget to scroll to the top of this podcast, give a rating, and if you enjoy this, share this with a friend. Guys, Michelle's coming, and we're bringing it together. Did you guys ever go, like, on a trip or to an experience or to a program that you went to two different ones, and, like, you came back and you're like... Comparing the two experiences. You're like, when I was here, it was like this and this and this. Like the food was really good. But over here, like the decor was like epic. And like you go back and forth. Well, if you do or if you didn't, we have two different things in the Torah that are sort of like the same topic. But in this, the I is going to compare them together and actually bring out the the main approach and the main emphasis of each part of the story. And this is the story of Shlach, right? We're in Parsha's Shlach, the story of the Meraglimh. So with every single parasha in the Torah, there's many different parts, right? I'm Risha and we're reading Chidas and there's like one story and we move on to Shani and Shlishi. Within each parsha, there's so many different parts. Then within the Torah, there's so many different parashiyas which each have their story. And sometimes we can get caught up with all the details, but we have to remember that they're all... Part of the one Tyra. Specifically, in this week's parsha, we actually see how all the different details come together. In parshas Shlach, it starts off with all the details of them asking to send spies, then the sending spies, then them returning, and it all flows into one story. And then even when it speaks about the mitzvah of challah, it was given to them by Hashem just as a assurance policy that they will enter into Eretz Yisrael. So we see how the entire parsha really connects. And the fact that in this parsha we see how all the different parts of it are connected is actually connected to the theme of what this parsha is trying to bring out. But let's understand why this parsha is read specifically in the end of the month of Sivan. So let's go straight into the differences between Yeshua and Maisha sending spies. The first difference is that Misha was not commanded to send spies. It was shlach l'cha. If you want to send, then send. Yeshua was commanded to. Difference number two is that by the Miraglam of Misha, it says, nashim, Send for yourself men, via Suru, and they should explore the land of Canaan. Versus Yeshua, it says, Anashim Miraglim, send spies, Lachbar to search out. So we have men versus spies and to explore versus to search out. Moving on to number three. By Misha, he sent out twelve men. And by Yeshua, only two. That's a big difference. Number four. Misha sent out him Really important people. And Yeshua, it doesn't say their names even. It doesn't even say their advantage. It just was two people. Interesting. Moving on to number five. Wow, this is a lot of numbers. By Misha... The whole sending situation was really public, and everyone knew about it. And even when they were coming into Eretz Canaan, they were not trying to hide anything. Hashem had to make a miracle that, like, they were busy bearing people, the people of Canaan, that they wouldn't see the whole, you know, gang of 12 people coming into their land. They were sort of, like, confident and not trying to hide anything. But Yeshua, everything was done secretly. Even the Yidden didn't know they were being sent. So what's this difference over here? And last but not least, number six is... By Misha, the Meraglim went to explore the entire land of Canaan. By Yeshua, they were commanded only to go to see the land of Yerichai. And in the end, they didn't even manage to explore the whole Yerichai. They had to hide in Rachav's house and then went right back after three days of hiding outside of the city's walls. So all these differences shows that they each had a different purpose for going to check out the land. When someone sends out spies, it's for two reasons. Either they want to see how they can conquer the land, like the best way to get the land from the enemy, or they want to see the greatness of it and, you know, be inspired to actually come to this land. So, Misha's Meraglim were sent to see the greatness of the land because Maisha was confident in conquering the land. He knew it it would happen in a miraculous way. But by Yeshua, the Meraglim were sent to see actually how they were going to conquer the land. They already knew from Maisha that the land was good. They were just sending spies to see how they can actually get into the land in the best way. And we see that Maishas moroglum actually fulfilled their purpose. They came back and they said, We are coming back from a land that's flowing with chalav and dvash, milk and honey, and these are its fruits. And they really inspired the people. Like, oh my gosh, this is the fruits? Like, a land flowing with milk and honey? We're sold. Like, we're going. If they wouldn't have added their own opinion, they would have gone into Eretz Yisrael then. And it's such a powerful lesson that... We should just say what we have to say and not any, and we shouldn't be adding our extra words because words have so much power and let's keep it to what we have to say. So, when the not asked Maisha if they can go and send spies to check out the land, Maisha was hoping that if he said yes, they would trust and realize that Maisha was not hiding anything from them and then they would withdraw their request and then everything would be fine. But when they didn't, he asked Hashem. And Hashem did not see a need for sending spies because he already told them that the land is good. So therefore Hashem said, Shlach l'cha. Maisha, if you want to send spies, send, but I don't see a need for it. Maisha, being a faithful shepherd, really caring for his flock, wanted the Yedin to actually be excited to go into the land, not just know with emuna, believe that the land is good, but that they should actually feel the excitement. So therefore he let them go. And he sent 12 People. Who were these people? They were the Nasi from each Shavet. Why? So that each Nasi can inspire their Shavet with the specific, you know, advertisement of the land that that Shavet needs. So this Shavet might need to hear that the food is really good, and this Shavet might need to hear the land is really good. So therefore, maisha told them that each Nasi should go representing their Shavet. Also, the shluchos was done publicly. It wasn't a secret because the whole point was for them to gain this excitement about the land's greatness. And it also wasn't a secret from the Canaanim because they weren't going to check out if they are going to conquer it. They were just going to see the greatness of it. Yeshua, on the other hand, was totally different. They were checking out how they were going to conquer the land. Therefore, two people were enough to check it out. They didn't have to be the Nasi of the shi'vat, right? And it says moronically because they were actually spies, and therefore it was done secretly. The Yitzin didn't know about it. No one knew about it. It was quiet news. And that's why, as soon as they heard from Rachav that everyone is scared of them in the land of Canaan, their mission was done. They didn't have to go and check out the entire land. They were able to right away go back to Yeshua. So these Meraglim that Maisha sent, it says they were Rashi alfi Yisrael Hema. They were on an extremely high level. They didn't want to leave the Tyra learning that they were occupied in the midbar for so many years. They didn't want to have to go down into the world and be involved with it. And that's why it says, They didn't have a portion of El Why? Because they were actually above El Mhaba. wasn't a prize for them. They were on level above it. So we make them sound really bad though. And the whole outcome was not good necessarily for our eyes. So what's going on here? They're really special people. Officially had good intentions, but the outcome was not really welcome because they didn't end up going into Eretz So actually, two positive things happened. Number one, they started the process of elevating the land just by them, special people that they were traveling through Eretz already started the process of refining the land. And they actually did do an effect because they did inspire the Yedin to be excited about the land. Like we see when Yeshua sent out the spies they were sending it just to check out if they will conquer it and how not if it's a good land so they did do their part of making the eden excited about it and i think it's a really powerful point that maisha sent spies just to make the eden excited our amuna things that we know should not just be in our brains it's such an important point that i was telling us we have to actually feel that excitement in our body and whatever is needed to feel that excitement whether you have to actually go to the land and check it out whatever it is Do it, because our Tyra and our amuna has to be felt in our limbs. Okay, close parentheses. Moving on. Interesting enough, if we go back, why do they actually have to go to all the portions of the land? Why couldn't they just go to their own portion in Eretz Yisrael? And we know that every single Shavit has their own Avada that they have to work on, and this is actually reflected in the part that they received in Eretz Yisrael. It's their Avada they have to work on. The fact that they went to all of each other's portions is because all yidin are intrinsically connected. Even though we have our own Avaidah, in essence, we have this one thread that pulls through, which is this Achtos. And through this Achtos, we can actually refine and elevate the land to an even greater extent than if we would just do it ourselves. And the whole purpose why they were going into the land was to leave the Midbar. That's not the point. The point is not to always just be inspired in a shul the whole day. No, it's to come out into the world, into the dirty diapers, into the dishes, and be inspired to do it with joy. But how do we do this? Through the Kayach of Taira. And that's why we read this Parsha specifically in the end of the month of Sivan, we just got the Taira, through this kayak of the Taira, we can go into Parsha Shlach. We can send ourselves out into the world and start to refine it. We know in a Taira, there's two big things. Number one, every letter has to be surrounded by parchment. And number two, if there's even one letter missing, sorry, but it ain't going to work. It's totally puzzle. So we see that Taira has the part that it's like divided in every single letter. And then there's like that part that is just one. It's covered by that parchment. It's just all completely in essence. Additionally, we see this division and essence in many different details. First of all, Tyra is one, like the essence. And mitzvahs are divided into many different parts to elevate this world. Additionally, in Tyra, there's like the nigla, which is divided into kosher and puzzle and all the different parts. And there's like the nistar, which is like the hidden, the essence of Tyra, And then In uh, Yid, we have our bodies, which are different and divided from each other. But then we have our neshama, which is that essence, which is the same in every single one of us. And even within our neshama, we have the parts that, we have the kaychais, we have like, you know, the chachma, the bina, and all the different parts of it. And then we have the etzema neshama, which is completely the essence. So with the spies of Misha, we see how he sent 12 people to go to all the portions of the land, showing on the refinement of, on the level of His division. Unlike Yeshua, who just sent two people to just check out Yerichai, which includes in it the entire Eretz Yisrael, shows on the refinement on the level that's above separation. And Hashem Echad commanded them to go. And they listened with Kabbalah's oil, with misbittle. And that's why there was only two people. Showing on, when you have Kabbalah's oil, you have two options. You have yes or no. There's not like a thousand different answers. And they sent regular people to show us that every single person, we can all reach this level of Kabbalah Sal, to just do it. And it wasn't done all publicly, because that's the point. The point is just to do it, Kabbalah Sal, without needing all the wows and the woos and the likes and the feedback from everyone, just to do it because Hashem said. So the two spies were Kalev and Pinchas, who Yeshua sent. Why? Pinchas, Kalev, he where right he went. So he's going again, but Pinchas was from Shevet Levi. They were not even part of the... You know, the wars, they were just set aside to learning Tyra. Why was he sent? To give us a taste of what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. Because when Mashiach comes, Shabbat Levi will actually also have their own portion of the land. There's going to be 13 divisions of the land of Eretz Israel. Why? Because right now they're separate, they're different, they're learning Torah. But when Mashiach comes, the entire land will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. So we're all going to be on this Shevet Levi. Because of this essence and unity and connection that all Yedin are going to have together, we are going to be able to draw down this level of Achta a level that's above division. And as a preparation for this... Yeshua sent someone from Shabbat Levi to show, "Hey guys, there's actually, you know, exciting things coming up. We have Mashiach coming when the entire world is going to be on this level of Shabbat Levi, and we're going to have this above division level descent into the divisionists." So guys, what's the Haira the Rebbe is giving us? We have to start living with Avasi Yisrael, just seeing everyone for their essence, seeing everything for its essence. How do we do this through learning Kasidas? So what's our now? To really continue spreading the essence of Taira everywhere. And the Rebbe says one big, big thing of essence is learning Rambam. When everyone together is learning the same thing that shows on this amazing Achtos. And it sounds really fun and easy, but no, we actually say it every single day. In the beginning of our davening, harini, mikkabel, alay We are accepting the mitzvah of Avis Israel because it's hard work. It's not like trela. It's like, I need to see past what you're doing. I need to see past, like, I need to just go to the essence. But this is, guys, what's going to bring Mashiach. Because now we're mainly our vaidas, mainly with, like, the divisionists, if that's a word. Like, we're working with the mitzvahs, and every mitzvah elevates something else. But we have to start working with this level that's above the division, this, sorry if this is not a word, to be able to bring down Mashiach, which is this level of Achtus Hashem Echad, right? This connection, this looking past the facade of this Golos and the, you know, Gufim or the regular Torah. We want to go straight into essence and we will today, after finish. you finish listening to this, Add something in Avistar, I'll message someone, hey, how are you? Long time no speak, I'm thinking about you. Or call someone over, or go out and help someone make their supper. Any taiva for a yid, It looks simple, but that's what everybody says. It's the simple things that make the difference. Thank you for tuning in to Aleph All Over. Through our efforts of living Gula, may we merit to welcome in Mashiach right now.